Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. McDavid will transition offensively. Morgan Riley back. McDavid beat him. Rick shot score. Beautiful move. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley and then finishes off the Leafs by going upstairs on Hutchinson. McDavid, what a move! What a play! What a goal! Connor McDavid! McDavid steals the puck back, brings it in over the line with a move! Going to the net and a goal! And he scores! What a move by Connor McDavid! Look out, here he goes! Working against Riley, what a move! Look at that! Are you watching this? What a brilliant piece of work! Hey, Brendan, can you do me a favor for 1 o'clock since I like that so much? Can you go to uh, NBC Sports website and pick up John Forslund's call for me as well? It, it was awesome last night. I'm pretty sure we can get the audio link to that as well. This is Oilers Now. Hope you're having a rock-solid uh, Tuesday, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from T.O., from T. Dot. There we go. This text comes in on Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, in sports right now, you have McDavid, LeBron, and Lamar. Then way down the list is everybody else from John. Well, I'm a big uh, Lamar fan. I can tell you that. And it's, hey, if you don't like LeBron, you don't like sports. Like, let's face it. LeBron has been the guy, I don't know, for what, 15 years now in the NBA? He's gold. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you. And at this time, I'm welcoming to the show for the 7,000 men and women employed in the uh, Alberta horse racing industry, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. How about that one last night, Spec? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You know, it, it does remind me of many years ago when Gretzky was coming to this town and play at Old Maple Leaf Gardens and put on a similar show back home in front of friends and family uh i just had i just had lunch bob with a fellow a toronto guy you know been raised here his whole life big lease fan and and he's all he's talking about today was that goal so they're literally on the streets of toronto today they're they're all looking at each other going man you see that goal that davis scored last night <laughs> that's crazy isn't it well as you know wayne has uh wayne's around the team about i'd say about a third of the season um and uh you know he's in an alternate uh governor role for the hockey club and uh was in boston with us and spent and gave us a lot of time in boston away from the rink and uh in toronto as well i know gene had him on post game last night and yeah wayne just marvels at connor's tremendous uh ability uh all that being you know it 
they're Wayne Wayne got the early jump, right? He had that six point performance his first year in the league in seventy nine eighty. It's been a tougher road to hoe. Uh, I would make a strong argument that uh, Wayne had a greater supporting cast. Let's not forget Don Ashby, Speck. He had three goals and six points in that game, and he was the second star. Uh, Wayne's very modest about his own uh, physical abilities on the ice. You know, he downplays his skating. I never saw him once get caught from behind on a breakaway. Uh, but McDavid was just on it. And frankly, Mark, uh, <laughs> if, if, if maybe on a different night some calls had gone another way, might have got a penalty shot, might have got a couple more power plays, like he might have got a couple more bounces. Like he, he was, I think the scoring chances when he was on the ice last night were 12 nothing. A-grade scoring opportunities. Like the, the orders were unlucky not to have beaten the Leafs far worse than six to four last night. And it was being driven by McDavid, but they've got better support coming. But we saw one of those Gretzky-esque performances from Connor last night, didn't we? Oh, for sure. For sure. And you know, that just to be, you know, like to be in the building when he makes that move on, on Morgan Riley, who's a fine defenseman and, and, you know, exhibits that everyone we've talked about it at length that ability to get from first gear to fourth faster than anybody in hockey and he just does that against morgan riley he he in two steps he's flying past one of the elite defensemen in hockey and in a building full of people bob that know what they're looking at right like every the the oohs and the ahs in that building last night from these fans they know what they're watching you know they're they're going home and and they're telling people, I just saw the best player in the game make a move that I've never seen before in my life. It's it was just it was a, a, a really cool play in the right place on national TV. I just love those calls you strung together between you know Kevin Quinn and Jack and Chris Cuthbert and you know everyone. And Joe everyone Bowen saw that yeah. goal. Joe Bowen. Everybody saw it. Everybody called it. And everybody's talking about it. It's it's just was a cool night to be at the rink last night, Bobby. We're got we're pretty lucky to have the jaws we have, man. Yeah. Uh, now, was it the best one he's ever scored? Boy, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't have that answer for you, Bob. Uh, text, us at, text us at yeah, text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. The obvious other choice is the goal at home against Columbus, coming off yeah. the seven, you know the shoulder broken clavicle, and he walked Jack Johnson and Justin Falk. But yep. there was sort of an I got it, me got it moment with those two Columbus defensemen. On this one, he isolated, you know, Morgan Riley, who's an all-star caliber defenseman. So yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that goal he scored in Philly, where the camera frame had four flyers on him too. Remember that goal? Yeah. You know, that was he also cool. had a he goal last guy. year, spec. When we were in Boston, uh, first game back, coming back from Europe, where uh, Raddy chipped one up to him the right side, and he 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 walked around Chara, just took it hard. Like I mean, he yeah. makes you know how many times? I mean, he's posterized Oliver Ekman Larson two or three times. I yeah. mean, those are Screwed sort of out. the things that I it's it's yeah it's the guys that he beats, and you're just like wow. Now, Mark, it was more than just Connor McDavid last night. Like there were some tough moments in the first for Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto against the Matthews line, but as the game wore on, they started to create some opportunities. Obviously, Leon made an unbelievable pass, and then Jones found. Uh, Yamamoto for the three nothing goal, but the Oilers had some. I mean, they they had 
they had a lot of scoring opportunities. Mark, they also physically pushed the Leafs around in that hockey game. Like Cassian, first shift of the game, just buckled John Tavares right in front of the Leafs bench. And then later on, Neal got the... James Neal this year has run Tom Wilson when the Oilers were playing Washington, not playing great. Ran David Pasternak on Saturday after Pasternak hit uh, bomb when he didn't have the puck. And last night, he pulled off the daily double. Because he got Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews within 15 seconds. Does the team have a little bit different dimension since Yamamoto's come up and since they've separated Dry Settle and McDavid for you? Oh, for sure. I, I got a piece that's up on Sportsnet.ca right now. And listen, we've watched the coaches try this back to Todd McCollin through Ken Hitchcock, Dave Tippett, and it's never worked. Right? They separate the two. There's not enough people around them. They end up putting them back together. You know, to me, and, and Zach Cassian told me this the other day, we're a better team. He said to me, he says, we're a better team when they're apart. If we want to be a really, really good team, those two guys have to be apart. Uh, it's up to Holland to, to furnish those two centermen with enough good wingers. And with the addition of Yamamoto, Bob, that's the key here, right? He's come in, and he's been the one winger they're missing. So Conor McDavid's got enough right now with Cassian and Neal. Uh, Drysaddle certainly has enough with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. Uh, you put them together in the power play. If you're down a goal, you put them together in the third period. But this is the necessary step, Bob, for the Oilers to become from a decent team to a really good team. Those two guys got to be separated. They got to have enough wingers. And when they do and they pull this off long term, you're going to be looking at a playoff team every year. Well, I, I look at when they play Nygaard. With uh, Archibald and, and Shan, that line works as a fourth line because of speed on the wings. And Nygaard's not asked to do anything offensively. And no. I just wonder, Mark, if that's going to provide us a window and a mechanism at some point here, maybe in the next calendar month, for Tyler Benson to get a look-see at some stage as well. Just be, And part of it's also going to be because of what Yamamoto's brought up from the farm and the fact that Benson spent a year and a half now in the minors. It's not like he's been up and down. Oh. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I like I like the thought of Benson coming up, having a. Uh, you still need a third line center, I think, on this team, Bob. Yep. Uh, yep. And I think Benson is a third line player to start with here. I don't want to see him come up playing the first line, but I want to say this: I don't think that as we go forward, like James Neal's evolved his game here a little bit, right? He's not just skating around in five on five. He's, he's started to develop a bit of a physical presence. You know, he's knocking pucks loose for McDavid, which I like. But ultimately, ultimately, Bob, Ken Holland needs to find a better left winger, a faster left winger for Connor McDavid. Uh, James Neal goes to your, third, your, let's say, right wing third line with Tyler Benson and a centerman to be named later. And if that Shea line is your fourth line, now you've got a real nice set of 12 forwards. Yeah, but there's no question that the the Yamo, the impact when Connor McDavid unsolicited spec is talking about the impact of Yamamoto, which he did a, a couple you know, yesterday before the game. I think yeah. that speaks for, like the the players all they're the first they to know, right? They know they know how different this is. When we come back in orders now, we're going to hit a bit on the Toronto thing, a bit on the difference between Toronto and Montreal. But immediately coming back, we'll hit on goaltending and defense on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
South 48 in Edmonton. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta Zone. Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris Steakhouse in Edmonton on 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the 99th Roos Chris in North America. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. You know that 99 number makes a lot of sense in Edmonton. So too does 97. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the province's horse industry. Mark, the Edmonton Oilers are 3-0-1 in their last four games. Mike Smith has been running the table. Your thoughts? Well, it's good to see him back. You know, he's... he's uh, I mean, I, I don't want to... you got to be positive about Mike Smith's game. He's, you know, he was fabulous. Uh, in Boston, uh, really good last night. But you know, I mean, whatever. Four went past and They were pretty good goals. I want to say this. Uh, I wonder, Bob, but I don't know the answer to this. Is uh, Mike Smith's been been up and down? His season's been a roller coaster, right? He's either been like a 925 goalie or an 880 goalie. Uh, Koskinen's been steady Eddie down the middle. He's been sitting there at 915 all year, which is really what you want out of your goaltending. I guess my question becomes, Bob. Can Mike Smith's game settle here, right? Like, can it settle into just being, you know, being a nine fifteen goalie for the rest of the season, or are we looking at a guy that you got to ride when he's hot and you got to keep him out of there uh, when he's not hot? What do you think? Um, uh, I'd say he's a terrific athlete for thirty seven, and I think they have a split between the two. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I I might continue to ride him against Montreal just you know because you're getting wins right now but I don't know if you can play in five straight starts so no, not I, me man Koskinen's ready to go here and I think okay. I'd, I'd let Smith rest for a couple and hope that he can pick it up where he left I mean, that's it, Mark, <laughs> Mark that's, a fair, that's a fair argument as well let's go to a couple quick texts Sean says Bob I've texted you more than once saying I didn't see an everyday NHL player in Kyler Yamamoto I'm uh, and I'm here to say Bob I was wrong and I'm happy to be wrong that one comes to us from Sean Speck is Kyler Yamamoto going to be an everyday NHL player well I'm going to say that he will be for what we've seen in the second coming of him. Like he didn't look like one last time. The text, you know, it's not, you can't project so far ahead. You don't know when kids haven't played the minors, but here's what he does that I like, Bob. Like, obviously he's got the skill to trade pucks with, you know, elite players like Dreisaitl and McDavid and uh, R&H. So that's good. But what I like is just because he's little, he doesn't play little. Like he's stealing pucks from players that you don't think he should steal. You know, Cassian told me, he said, it's one of these little guys, when you're a big guy, that little guy gets inside on you, inside your equipment, like McClellan used to say. And he says, they're pesky, and they steal pucks, and they're hard to deal with when you're a big player. And he's that guy. He's not afraid of anybody. And he's stealing pucks. He shouldn't steal, Bob. And when he steals them, he knows how to get them to the right guy. Two of my favorite guys in the league, um, Brad, Brad Marchand of Boston, he's a great player, and Brendan Gallagher from Montreal, he's yeah. he's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, Yamamoto's not as thick as either guy, but he can be as quick as either guy. Spec, I asked for the best goals. Cody in Calgary says, Bob, David's best goal has to be the between-the-legs goal against Dallas. Um 
But he scored one early in the first here where the opposing player had the stuck going uh, on his own stick going across the front of his own net. And McDavid slashed the guy's stick, making it shoot him in into his own net. I've never seen that before or since. That was Vincent LeCavier of the LA Kings. That's who he did that against, Cody, in Calgary. So there you have it. All right, so we've, we've talked about the goaltending. i got to ask you about the defense. All six defensemen last night. Uh, Got points. The Oilers switched their pairings back. Lagesson had played a couple games with Larson. They put Larson back with Clefbaum, Nurse back with Bear. By the way, to me, Mark, whoever plays with Ethan Bear seems to get settled, which says a lot about Ethan Bear. But just, you know, uh, Matt Benning's out. He is skating back in Edmonton. Uh, not ready quite yet to, uh, to get back at it for the Oilers coming off two concussions in a short time frame. But the Oilers' defense has been improved as well in their ability to transition the puck here of late. For sure. And, and you know, give credit to a farm system that we haven't been able to give much credit to over the past decade, right? They had injuries this year, you know, big injury to Larson. Uh, Benning's been hurt a bunch. And they're surviving it without having to go to the trade market, you know, because you know what happens when you're when you're trading at, at a position of weakness with injury, you never make the trade you want to make. And they've survived this season because Bears stepped in and become a top-four guy, drafted player. They survived because when they need a guy, they call up Caleb Jones, a drafted player, a you know, developed player in Bakersfield. And now who's fighting for jobs here? It's Lagesson and Caleb Jones, and it's a healthy battle, right? The guy who plays better is going to play you. They haven't had to go out and make that Brandon Manning trade or whatever you want to reference because Bakersfield's been providing and you know what give credit there's I haven't talked about that much on this show in the last few years because it hasn't happened and now we're talking about Jones we're talking about Lagason we're talking about Yamamoto and we're wondering about Benson and that's really really healthy stuff for the orders right all right let's do a quick couple of hitters here for you spec should we care uh Bruce Arthur and Cathal Kelly those guys can write those guys are good writers. Should we care what they say about Edmonton? No. Not, I don't see how we should be so small town that we get all our panties in a knot when a big town writer says something about us. I would say no, Bob. What do you think? What did they write that well, I've seen today? I, I, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. The team's missed the playoffs 12 of the last 13 years. You're going to get your teeth kicked in. To paraphrase Paul Newman from The Road to Perdition, you know, sometimes you just got to take your business and be on about yep. it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you reap what you sow, baby. Now, for the fans, you know, I, I, I do think, Mark, that there's a little bit of a tone with McDavid that the Leafs fans feel that they should have had him and not us. We know that kind of exists. Like, well, how fortuitous for the Oilers. They shouldn't have got him. We got, I, I think that's fair. And at times, I think it parlays itself into the Toronto media. Some of, not all, like, not, not, 90% of them, but some of the Toronto media. Okay, what did, did I miss a piece today that... Well, uh, maybe, no well, maybe we'll get you to read, Bruce. Right. You, no, just no, but Cathal's taken shots in the past about Edmonton, as you know. Oh, sure. And so, but they both can write. I want to establish that. All right. Um, is Toronto a different market than Montreal? Where's who? Where? Because for me, Mark, it is like in. Put it this way: you get called up to do a show in Toronto, 
and they want to know your thoughts on the Maple Leafs. You do a show in Montreal, and they got you talking about the Oilers. And I think in Montreal, they celebrate the game, and in Toronto, they celebrate the Leafs, which isn't to necessarily say either situation's right or wrong. It's just different. Give me your take. I think you're right. I think there's more of an entitlement in Toronto that, that you know, the Leafs were the big smoke, and all the media comes out of Toronto, Bob, so... I get it. Like, I'm an Edmonton guy, and I, I read about the Oilers. It doesn't mean that's all I care about and that's all I know about, but that's what my readers want to read. And the, we get all our media from Toronto, so we we get a lot of Leafs. You know, we don't get nearly as much Habs, that's for sure. I get it. You know, I get why the national newspaper columnist is coming down to writing about the Leafs, because that's how we sell in papers. But it taints our view of both cities and and. I think you describe it perfectly. Montreal is uh, Montreal's more about the game. It's more about the game than it is about about the Habs and Toronto's opposite. That's fair. That's fair. With Montreal, you can feel a crescendo build when your key players, Taylor Hall, Nugent Hopkins, now McDavid and Drysaddle, when they're going, their fans know it. And and it's it's not from a one brilliant play. It's all game long. There's nothing like calling a game. If you can't get jacked up being in that building calling a game, you don't have a pulse, man. Hey, Spec, where are you taking me out tonight? Give me a call uh, after the show. Okay, sounds good, Bobby. <laughs> All right, that's Mark Spector again, Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the province's horse industry, horse racing industry. Want to mention to you, you can join Oilers now on a great road trip to the city of Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome uh, reception with yours truly. We've had some great special guests join us, too, at times, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the orders now, Chicago Roadie, call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. Coming up at 108 today, a 15-minute sit-down conversation with Dave Tippett. You're going to want to listen for some nuance in that conversation. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.